Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 37. We are looking at John chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. Kind of a famous passage. It's a famous passage. Might be familiar to people, but if it is not, or actually even if it is, I would encourage you to pause the podcast and read those 11 verses. You're going to gain more from our conversation if these verses are fresh in your mind. So yep. let's go. And um, yep, pull up a chair. And because this this one, because it's so rich, it might take us an hour to get through it. It so. might be. <laughs> you can get all the laundry yeah, folded right. during this episode. <laughs> Um, so Carolyn, what do you, what do you do to maintain your friendships? Oh, uh, it takes time. Okay. It takes like, time. Consistent okay. time. So it's calling, texting. Uh, I think for me, honestly, like I love the ideal scenario. You know, I would love to get together with a friend for coffee once a week. And sometimes I forget, well, in the busyness of life or that doesn't happen, but just taking time to then call or at the very least text to check in, keeping those things fresh and um, the re- those regular check-ins are huge. Um, I think it's also serving each other, yeah, yeah, being aware of needs, things that are going on, sharing my own needs. I'm not always great at that part of it, but that's part of friendship too is, hey, I could use some help or I could use some advice and... I think that those are some of the things that come to mind. Yeah, I think I think all of those things uh, you mentioned um, they they are so good in helping to maintain uh, friendship to uh, to know the other person to stay connected to them. Again, obviously, phone calls, text messages, being able to go out when you're when you're able to, um, you know, even um, virtually sharing uh, reading uh, together, you're reading a book together, yeah. or those kinds of things. So. Um, those are those are really really uh, good things, and I think Jesus kind of actually um, gives us ways in which in this chapter that we're going to look at today, uh, how do you maintain your friendship with me, and mm-hmm. how do you um, how do you stay so connected that my life is in you, in your life, and your life is connected to mine. And so this is again that famous chapter, and uh, and I, I know we desire deep inside deep in our hearts to maintain our friendship with Jesus, to remain, yeah. to maintain our relationship and fellowship with Jesus. And I think Jesus gives us a, a way to do that. Now, now the interesting thing is, is that um, it, it doesn't always happen. There are times where I've not called my friends and I've not stayed connected and they bless me out. Like, you don't, you don't love me. You don't care about mm-hmm. me. And, and, and I have to confess at that point and say, I'm sorry. And, um, and I think there's a longing for us to stay connected, but all kinds of things get in the way where it kind of messes with that connection. And I think um, Jesus kind of helps us in this chapter to say, uh, to, to, to long for that connection with him and to maintain that connection. And so, um, so this is that famous chapter. So what, do you, what, yeah. what are some of the things that stand out to you regarding uh, this particular passage off the bat? Yeah. So this whole of Jesus is painting a picture and probably was not, I mean, for us, we're, we have to visualize it. Probably he was right there. Don't you think? Like in walking by a Absolutely. vineyard, that would Absolutely. have been a very normal, um, everyday occurrence. So they're probably seeing grapes on vines and would be very familiar with what all of that took for us. Maybe that's not really our frame of reference necessarily. We got to do some learning about that, right, right. but Jesus 
right off the bat says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Um, now, I have never uh, been actually at a vineyard, but I do understand the words removing and pruning. And if he's doing that, <laughs> I know that's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. <laughs> uh, so let's sit on that for a little bit because, uh, but because he clearly says, so if we, we are branches we there's some there's some pruning there's some um removing of branches what's the purpose of that and what's yeah so that's a that's a really good question so we we had um for probably about eight years uh we had blueberry bushes okay um at at um in in our in our yard and one of the things i found out about um getting a really really good crop of blueberries is that you have to cut back the branches in order for new shoots to grow, so you can have more, uh, so you can have more blueberries. And so that's exactly what we did. We would. It's it's a painful, it's a painstaking process, and I would imagine the bushes like, don't cut me, don't cut me. But <laughs> you know, so no, we have to, in order for new shoots to grow. And um, and after we did the pruning. Um, the following year, we had such a, a big bunch and such a, a big harvest of blueberries where we invited people out to the house. To, mm. There were so many that they, they came out to pick with their kids and so forth and so on. So I think this idea of, of pruning, it, it is not, it doesn't, it's not comfortable, but it's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary to produce fruit, to produce more fruit, and then to produce much fruit. And so I think Jesus is kind of getting at that. I'm lifting you up. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do some things that may be painful, that may it, it may feel like it's unloving, but really it's for your good, um, so that your life might produce a greater fruit for uh, for the sake of people around you, but also for the sake of God's glory in the in the long run. So that's a that's that's a a more of a something that I know because we did prune mm -hmm. our bushes and, and the result was more fruit. Yeah. So the pruning results in more fruit. So what does that look like then for us to be, what might be some things Ooh. that, that God prunes? Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I think God uses pain and suffering. Mm-hmm to actually prune away some things from our character mm -hmm. that um, that might be hindering us from looking like Jesus, sounding like Jesus, forgiving like Jesus. And so um, so God might allow, um, he might allow a, a certain sickness to happen so that we might press in a little bit more to trust him. Um, I, I think sometimes he, he allows, um, you know, maybe other people to, uh, to cause us pain. Now, again, we don't we don't like that, but but God uses it sometimes to say, "Hey, you're prideful, and I want to take away some of that. I want to actually humble you in the process." And and so there are some people might He might bring in our into our lives to say, "Hey, this is a weakness, and you might not be aware of this. You might be looking. You you might not see your blind spots." 
And so God brings these people into our lives. I think one of the Proverbs talks about when a person corrects us, it feels like a strike to the face. Hmm. And yet that strike is healing, mm-hmm. uh, can be uh, can be healing. And so I think God uses a number of things, but um, I think pain and suffering um, he uses to actually begin to shape us. Paul does it. Paul says, hey, Satan, um, um, you know, he kind of buffeted me or kind of um, caused me pain. And he gave me these thorns in the flesh. And, um, and he asked, would you please, God, would you please remove this? And God says, listen, in the midst of this, my grace is sufficient. And so I think Paul probably in that time went through a kind of a pruning process so that he might even know that God's grace is sufficient. Yeah. And that makes me think of, um, well, the Enneagram is popular right now, or there's a variety of personality types, but all of those things, when you take the tests or look at the assessments, that even in a sense can be a pruning when you recognize, oh, So this, or as Brian Williamson says, what it's like to be on the other side of me, when we have those moments of realizing, oh, that's how I come across. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, wow, this, you're, that's when you, something's revealed in our hearts, like, oh, that is my motivation. I think particularly Enneagram focuses a lot on your heart motivation. And those are pruning things as well, which when you've gone through a process like that, um, even emotionally healthy relationships and emotionally healthy spirituality are two courses here at Trinity that we offer. Those cause a lot of inner work, um, exploring that iceberg. And all of that can be a pruning. And when you've gone through something like that, I think you can see, oh, yes, while that was painful, while maybe that revealed some bad fruit or some weak branches, so to speak, <laughs> right, in our right. lives. Yeah. I am better because I that was revealed and that was removed. Yeah, and and I you're 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 so right. If we're if we're talking about this, uh, if we're talking contextual, and Jesus has just finished this um, long chapter in fourteen about not worrying, finding peace, not being upset that he's about to leave, and so follow up with this chapter is if you remain in me, um, and and my words remain in you. You you're gonna you're gonna experience the peace and the joy and all of those things and so even these words that Jesus was telling them began to reveal some of the ugliness the ugliness of worry and anxiety mm-hmm. and and I would imagine even even anger to a certain degree like sure. like what do you mean you're leaving us you've been with us three years you're supposed to be here and you're not the kind of Messiah that we were looking for mm-hmm. we're looking for a Messiah that that rode in on a war horse to defeat Rome and so. I think I think a lot of these things, our words and trouble and suffering and pain, kind of began to reveal some of the ugliness in us, in, in our hearts, that I think that Jesus wants to actually prune away, mm-hmm. so that when we are facing trouble the next time, we have peace and people look and say, Carolyn, like like last time you were upset, but this time you are way, way different. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me why you're not upset this time? And we get an opportunity to say, hey, it's it's this, I'm, I'm connected to someone who's giving me the kind of peace and joy that uh, that comes from, uh, come that actually comes from staying connected to Jesus, so. Yeah. Um, looking a little bit further in the passage, verses four and five have been ones, uh, honestly, that have been continually convicting. This is kind of gets to the core. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Carolyn's lifelong spiritual struggles. Uh, in verses four and five, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because apart or because you can do nothing without me or other versions apart from me you can do nothing that's the verse version i have it memorized okay. in um i think for me and maybe for a lot of people we forget what our job is and we think our job is to bear fruit it's to force the fruit to yes. come out okay yes is okay oh the fruit the outside stuff the tasks that's right cuz i like to get things done and move ahead and <laughs> so I have very, this is what I always have to come back to. Nope. My job is not to produce the fruit. My job is to remain or to abide as other ver versions say. And out of my remaining, my abiding in Christ is where the fruit flows. It's not jumping to the outside action. It's a heart. So what's, what's a difficult, what, what do you, what, what do you think is difficult for you about remaining? Um, some, and abiding. Yeah. I think part of it is it doesn't feel like it's enough. <laughs> you know, um, wanting to jump to the action or the doing. I even kind of picture it being like, okay, so I'm a branch connected to the vine and I'm just kind of pulling the vine along. <laughs> it's kind of like a like a dog's leash that I'm straining against. So you're pulling Jesus along. That's well, I know it doesn't sound good and it's not a pretty picture. I can tell you it doesn't work out well. Um <laughs> You know, okay, yeah, Jesus, like it's you and I, but I'm kind of taking the lead and trying to drag things along versus... How's that, how does that work out for you? Yeah, not so well. And that's when that part, uh, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I am straining, struggling, striving in my own strength, it always runs out. Yeah. And you know, I, I, the, that you mentioned that, I feel, I mean, I, there's a, there's a visceral feeling and emotion when I am doing it myself mm -hmm. versus letting uh, God produce the fruit through me. There, there are times where I've preached and it's like, okay, man, I don't think I remained in the vine enough this week. And, and, and other people may not know, mm -hmm. but I know that, yeah. whoa, wait a minute, this, I'm, this doesn't feel spiritually vital to me. And, um, and there, those are those moments I have to go back to the office and to the lab and say, God, please forgive me for, you know, um, some of that was me, all me and not you. And, um, and so I, it's those moments where I feel it viscerally that, man, I'm not connected to the vine and a number of reasons it, whether it's, I've allowed myself to get busy during the week and not remaining or whether I, you know, there was some sort of, um, Tanya and I had a discussion during mm -hmm. the week and, mm -hmm. you know, we've not, not come back to, resolved yes, it not fully. resolved it. And, and those are the things that, that I think saps the strength, the vitality yeah. of remaining. And when I am remaining, Jesus's words are going to come back to me because the Holy Spirit's job is to bring his words back to me, mm -hmm. back to us so that we might straighten things up or resolve issues or go back, you know, on our knees and say, okay, God, okay, please give me the strength, give me the vitality to actually do this for you and not for me. And so again, I, I love the remaining in me and let my words remain in you. Mm -hmm. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Now it doesn't mean that we can't do anything because 
when I'm when I'm not remaining, I'm up there preaching. Sure. But it is it is you can't do anything of spiritual and eternal and kingdom significance <clears throat> and fruit that will last. Yeah when you're doing it yourself. And so, so even as you read it, I'm feeling the conviction that how many things have I done in my own strength? And it's like, okay, yeah, that didn't last. That didn't last. That didn't last. And so, uh, so this is a good reminder, Mm -hmm. I think for all of us to remain in him. I've been reading a book lately by Jan Johnson and I think the title is the practice of the presence of God. I need to look it back up, but I know it's Jan Johnson and it's not to be confused with brother Lawrence. Is that what his book is called? The practice of the presence. uh, So it's something, it's similar, but it's a little different. Maybe it's enjoying the presence of God. I will look it up. We can put it in the show notes. Um, But she talks about, I mean, this is, I I think she gives some practical uh, hands-on ideas for what this abiding can be like, because she talks about as she's driving, um, that she is praying for the things that she's passing. You know, she, Mm. I think she lives in California. Mm. So there was a, an exit where uh, an earthquake had hit. And so she prays for the people in that area. Um, She talked about going to a work social event, which she was honestly kind of dreading, but instead viewed it as the opportunity. If I, um, as I'm talking to someone, I'm also praying for them. Mm. And she said, it may seem kind of tricky to, how can you be praying and talking to them? But she said, really, really, it gave me a greater attentiveness to them. Um, and even the thinking of you is praying for you is another of the chapters. And I just love that how, and I think that is that remaining in the vine. It's not dragging God along to your things, right, but right. you're remaining in him and practicing presence with him is just becomes a part of everything that you do. And then that is experiencing apart from him, you can do nothing because with him, everything just has um, a greater significance. You see God's presence in everything when we're focused in that way. So I, I really, it may be a book that I read on an annual basis because I just thought it was yeah. so good and such great practical reminders of what it can look like to remain, to yeah. abide. And I, I love that because when we remain, abide, stay, um, saturate our lives with, uh, uh, with, with who Jesus is, what will end up happening is we'll start thinking his thoughts while we're with that person. Um, we'll start uh, treating that person like Jesus would treat, because mm-hmm. you know, just like a, a, a branch is uh, a branch is connected to the vine, the life of the vine is flowing through the branches. Yes, and so um, so when we remain connected to Jesus, his life flows through us, and we we have a different outlook on people, even the ones who are harder to love. We'll have a different outlook on them, and we'll probably practice a little bit more patience. But if we're not, if we're not connected, remaining in the vine, abiding, uh, my patience will become short with that person, and uh, I will be probably unloving. I'll say the right words, but really, the motivation of my heart is uh, um, I don't, I don't really, I don't really want to be with you right now. And so it's it's interesting that his life flow flows through us when we re- remain connected. And not only that, he gives us joy as a result, um, which which uh, I think it's verse um, verse number eleven. Um, he fills yeah. us with joy. He answers our prayers. Uh, we can pray those prayers because those prayers will begin to mirror his prayers that he prays to the Father. And mm-hmm. so, um, so I love that. I, I love this 
this this imagery of remaining connected and when we remain connected he gives us some really good results and so yeah. love that and it all gives him glory like that's yeah, what absolutely. verse 8 says my father is glorified by this that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples like all of that that it does there it makes a difference and i can't believe it but our time is already running out <laughs> I, uh, it is okay. for real. All right. <laughs> so what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from this passage? As well as anything, there's so much, but what can we, what, what should we land on today? I, well, I, I think what we can learn uh, about, about God is um, um, when we remain connected uh, to him, uh, he gives us life. Mm-hmm. He gives us life, and he gives us his desires, mm-hmm. and um, and we can respond to all of life uh, based on the desires that uh, how Jesus responded to life um, in the face of trouble and temptation. He responded with a uh, he had a kingdom response where God is reigning and ruling, and that doesn't always it doesn't always work because we're not always abiding. But when we do abide. Uh, we can, um, you know, we can trust that he's given us his life. So he wants to give us this kind of life. So, yeah. and I love that we have a gardener who cares about us. I mean, if you think in a practical sense, a gardener wants to have the best fruit that just financially, practically, that is the goal for even when he hurts vineyard. us. And so that is what the reminder <laughs> is. Yes. That the gardener has my best interests in mind, even in those pain, using those painful circumstances yeah. or that yeah. pruning, that that ultimately is for my good. Yeah. Um, that that I love, and then of course, just the reminder that I have to give myself constantly of remaining. It's not my job to push out that fruit on my own, <laughs> but to remain and to abide, and that's what will produce the fruit and bring Him glory. Man, it's a the the time has gone by so quickly, but this was a, a again a, a loaded chapter. Yeah. So much more we could have talked about, but um, but I think those are those are good landing points. Yes, and friends, we encourage you have your own conversation. We did just scratch the surface of the good truth that this passage contains. Have your own conversation with a friend. Share this podcast episode and enjoy the depth of God's word that you see here.